Hi, this is Monica Olivas. I love running, eating, and sharing the best tips and strategies to help you run your best life. It's time to get inspired, do the work, and be brave so you can chase down your goals. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Since this is part two of the virtual race series, we'll keep the warm up quick today. First, if you're already registered and training for a race, please chime in on the Instagram post with a call out asking what you're training for, whether it is a virtual race or a traditional race, so that everyone in the community can help support you and we can encourage each other. As a bonus, I think it's a great way to stay accountable and we're all different. We all have different goals. And sometimes the things that help keep you motivated and accountable are very different. If social pressure, if going on the record, going public with your goals is too much, you never have to do that at all. But if it helps you, if you feel like saying it out loud, speaking it out, writing it down, posting it on social is a way that helps keep you going, keep you moving forward and working towards that goal. I love it. And I want to support you as much as possible. So I follow the the hashtag run it repeat. So you can hashtag run it repeat, or you can tag me at run it repeat. I know that a lot of people follow it and that it's a great way to connect with other runners from all over the world, All levels, all abilities are welcome. This is just like a very open and awesome and positive community. I think it takes all kinds. And I love following along, seeing what everyone's doing. So definitely chime in and share what you are working towards right now. Second, I'll share a little. I've decided to change my long run to midweek. And this might not seem like a big deal, but I've been running long on the weekends, usually Saturday for, I would say, 10 years now, really, since I started running. I feel like I am so trained. I'm so wired at this point to have that as my long run day that changing it up is going to make me feel dizzy or confused or something, kind of like I have jet lag, maybe run lag I'll feel on Saturday. I've tried to change my long run to Fridays in the past and it never stuck, even though it is just one day earlier. But I'm giving it another try because with the COVID-19 social distancing rules and restrictions, a lot of public parks and paths have been closed for months. And now that they're starting to open back up, People have serious quarantine fatigue. It just seems like there's a lot more people out taking walks or running or they're on bikes on the weekends. And as someone who has run weekdays and weekends in these same areas that I am running now, I've noticed a lot more people out. It is very obvious to me. And I think that's great. I am the hugest proponent that I think we should all be taking a walk, like walk it off. I just think that it feels so good to get outside either in the morning or at the end of the day and just get some fresh air, whatever it is. If you are walking, running, biking, skating, skipping, hopping, whatever else, I think it is great. And it's very like, legally blonde endorphins, I think. Like, no, running gives you endorphins and happy people don't 
say rude things to each other, at least in theory, right? So I'm all for this, but it's also very obvious that there is this then situation of there are more people out and we're supposed to be social distancing. The reality is it's just hard sometimes when there are tons of people out to realistically stay six feet away on a path or something. So I think since it is an option for me, I'm going to try and run my long run, at least my longest run of the week, because I I switch it up. So I'll do a mid distance run a lot of times too, but my longest run of the week, I'm going to try to do on a Monday through Thursday situation. It also seems like Fridays are still pretty busy actually. And I have the freedom to switch this up. I know that not everyone does, that this is a luxury to be able to do. I work from home and I don't have a partner or kids to have to consider when I'm switching up my schedule like this. At the same time, there is something potentially several things that are very weird about me. So I'm sharing this because I have been thinking about it and finally was like, you know what? You should make the switch. This is a good thing. I think that parks and paths are only going to get more crowded as time goes on right now because I'm in Southern California. The weather is hot. It is best to try and beat the heat. So I want to go early. I have noticed more activity early. And I just think that if I can go on a day with less people, that's the way to go. But again, it's kind of funny. It's not that big of a deal, but I don't know why I am special (laughs) in this aspect of just being so set in my ways. I have planned vacations, big ones and small ones, like road trips around making sure if we can leave Saturday after I do my long run and return Friday so I can still do my long run. Like I will plan my life around things like this. And now I'm switching it up and I will report back and let you know how it goes. I'm curious, what is your long run day? Has it always been the same? Do you switch it up ever? Or are you just, I feel like it is either Saturday or Sunday, pretty much for everyone. But yeah, let me know. I'll put a post up on Instagram actually asking, when is your long run day? Let me know. And I'll chime in with how my new long run day went. Now let's get to the main event. Seven tips to run your best virtual race. All the tips are in the show notes at runitrepeat.com. And I created a checklist so you can screenshot or print it out for an easy way to double check that you're hitting every one. This is how to stay motivated and truly push yourself during a virtual race. And this is part two in the series. If you want the steps on how to get ready for a virtual race, then listen to the previous episode. But let's get into the tips. Number one, treat the race like a race. And I mentioned this last time and I kept going back to it because it is so important. Your results are directly related to your hard work. 
And we're told over and over that running is 80% mindset and 20% physical training. So it's really important that you think about this like it is an officially timed race. You have to respect the distance and do the work if you want to walk away really knowing you gave it your best effort. Take it seriously. Think about it seriously. Don't dismiss it when you're talking about it. Never use the terminology. It's just a anything, not just a 5K, just a half marathon, just a virtual race. Take that vocabulary out of your mouth, out of your mind and prepare and train like it is a race where you're going to leave it all out there. Tell people about it if that's what you normally do. If you share when you register for a race or you have a race day coming up, do all of the things that you would do for any other race that you've done in the past and do the work. Number two, plan the race. And this isn't a step that is usually part of a training preparation plan because Since we're talking about virtual races, it is your responsibility to plan when and where you are going to run this race. So set a day and time, be specific, go on record, make sure it's on your calendar. Don't because some races give you a grace period of a week or two, even that you can complete the distance and then go back online and check in or share your app data to get on record that you completed it. But even if you have any sort of grace period for when you need to do the race by for yourself, it is important that you put on your calendar the day and time you are going to do this race. And then you have to plan the route. If it's possible, make it a route where the finish line is somewhere fun or notable. Bonus, if you can, the night before. Draw a finish line in chalk where you plan to finish. If that's possible, where you live. If that's not against some HOA rules or whatever, don't break any laws for this. But if you do, ideally, you can run really fast to get away from the authorities but make sure that you plan your race day route and that it is the correct distance for your race, that it's clear and safe to run, that it is open. If you need to check the elevation, do so. Some people before a race train very specifically to where they're running and any elevation gains or losses. So if that is something you normally do, like I said, and I keep going back to treat this like any other race and you plan your race day route, check the elevation. If that is your thing, make sure that it is open and safe to run on the day and time that you are planning on running this race. If you can drive the route, run it, bike it, whatever it is, just to double check it if possible. And then once it's set, tell people about it. If you usually tell family and friends, if you have spectators that come to the race, that might not be possible right now, given social distancing rules, but you can still tell them when you plan on doing this virtual race so that they can cheer you on on social media. They can just text you, call you, if nothing else check on you at the end. If they can get to the finish line and that's all safe and happy and good, that's an option. But 
planning it out and being very specific so that you know all of the information that you would usually find on the race website, daytime, elevation, start line, finish line, all of that, that is on you. And this is a little bit of an additional responsibility at this point when you're doing a virtual race, but it does give you some freedom too, that you can plan the day or time around what you need to for your schedule, potentially the time of day that is best for you to perform best and the location. Maybe you can end somewhere super awesome and happy like a donut shop. Number three, pre-race rituals. Do all of the things that help you perform well on race day or for a long run. Lay out your clothes the night before. Do your normal pre-race routines. If you have a lucky charm, if you have a little lucky dance that you do, if there is an order with which you do anything that helps you feel more confident, like this is the lucky way to get ready, then 100% keep all of your pre-race routines in effect. Number four, create a race playlist. And this is something that I think a lot of people do when they are either training for a new race, a new distance, or just specifically for race day. They put together a really awesome playlist that speaks to them. And It's a little bit individual, obviously, on what songs really pump you up. If you don't listen to music while you are running or racing, or it's not a safe option where you're going to be running, then I still suggest that you put together a playlist for either kind of the day before or before you are actually going to go run the race as you are getting ready that morning that helps pump you up. If you think about it too, when we get to a traditional race and we are parking, finding the start line, checking our bag, doing all of those things, they usually have music bumping. They have a race announcer who is reminding us of things, where to go, all of those things. And also just being really encouraging and positive. And it's setting the scene. It's creating an environment where everyone is getting excited and pumped up. And you can do that through music. So even if you don't listen while running, having some sort of pre-race music playlist to help get you pumped up is a really good idea to get you in the right mindset to really perform well. Number five, time to talk about fuel. Fueling your body to run strong and feel good is so important. And this is something that you should be incorporating as you train for any race and that you really lock in so that on race day, you are keeping those things that you know work for your body and just making sure that you are eating and drinking what you need to perform the best of your ability. I know that sometimes because you're not necessarily training for the Olympics and maybe you are, God bless it, hope you win, but Too often, we discount things like fuel, rest, foam rolling, stretching, anything. It it runs this huge range of things that sometimes we think, well, I'm not super fast. I'm not a real runner. I'm not 
XYZ, whatever, insert some negative thought here. The reality is that if you are training for any endurance sport, you're asking athletic things of your body and you should be fueling it like you are an athlete. And if you put junk in, you're more likely to get junk out. If you are not putting enough fuel in, then you can't expect to get everything out of your vehicle, in this case, being your body. So make sure that you are fueling really well, that you are prioritizing nutrition. When you feel good, when I figured out my pre-race and race day nutrition, I think it was such a game changer in helping me just feel so much better towards the end of races. And after races, I just... It is such a game changer. And this is another thing that can be very unique to each person, which is why it's really important that you pay attention to your body and to what it needs and just fuel well. Number six is along the same lines, but usually not something you have to think about in a traditional race because usually there are aid stations where volunteers are handing out water, sports drinks, fuel. In this case, you need to plan out and or bring or hide hydration and fuel. So planning fuel stops along the way when you plan your route is really helpful. Potentially making it a loop if you're doing a longer distance so that you don't have to have too many of them. Depending on where you are, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable with this, but I know that people talk about this and it's not a big deal in some areas is they say they stash like they'll stash a water bottle or some fuel somewhere along their route. So as you are planning your race day, factor in the weather, the distance and your hydration and nutrition requirements to figure out what exactly you need for hydration and for fueling during a race. And this is such a good opportunity for you to really practice it and just have a game nutrition so that you are performing with your a game. I know that I have, I really love, I'll put a link actually in the show notes specifics to what fuel I really like, but I am a salty sweater. So I realized that my visor has like a lot of salt where I've sweat on it and I need higher sodium. I need saltier fuel. I do margarita shot blocks that have extra sodium. I am not sensitive to caffeine. So when I do gels, I do the ones with caffeine. It's really important that you do what's best for you so that you don't have any stomach issues. And if you have a tendency towards stomach issues, This is kind of going back again to step number two, but these are the two extra responsibilities that you have in getting the best out of your virtual race is obviously, like I said, the number two, planning the race, the route, daytime, all of that. And also with this one, planning and taking full responsibility for your hydration and fueling And I guess along with that, what I'm leading to is if there needs to be any sort of bathroom break along the route, you need to plan that in as well. 
And if you don't have somewhere along the route that you can grab it or do a loop so that you're looping back home or to your car or wherever to grab your fuel or hydration, then you need to carry it on your body in a way that you plan out beforehand so that you cannot use this. I'm calling you out right now in case this is going to happen. So you can't use this as an excuse as to why you didn't do well, quit, were discouraged, any of that. Think about how, if necessary, you are going to carry all of your hydration needs, whether it is water or sports drink or both, and fuel on your person. And I'll also put some of my favorite, along with the fuel, hydration belts and backpacks, handheld water bottle too. I use a lot. I switch off depending on the time of year and distance I'm training for, but I'll put some of my favorites in the show notes so that you can check that out. And finally, the last tip for running your best virtual race, number seven, do your best. Show up, push yourself. There are no do-overs. This is the race that you've been training for and you really need to give it everything you've got that day. Do your best is my mantra for this year. It's something that I keep going back to. And our best sometimes on any given day can be different. Doing your best doesn't always mean a PR, but it does mean being able to walk away from a situation, a race, a goal that you are trying to chase down and know, yeah, that was everything I had right then. And that is the best that you can do is just leave it all out there. And no matter what happens, you just want to be able to be at peace with and honest with yourself that you tried your absolute best. You gave it 110% and that's where you are. And this isn't a chance for excuses or anything else when it is something other than a traditional race. The reality is that everyone going to any distance race is mostly just concerned with their finish time. So when there are tons of spectators and huge start lines and finish lines and bands, thousands of people, announcers, characters, people in costume, lights, camera, action, confetti, fireworks, all of that excitement. The reality is that you care about your finish time personally. The person running next to you cares about their own finish time. So that's not different during the virtual race. You are doing this for yourself to see where you are to see what you're capable of and giving it your all really is the best thing that you can do for yourself after all of the time and training and preparation that goes into this. We do have to sacrifice other things to be able to compete and do well and feel good and proud of ourselves in endurance races. So I think that this is just a really good opportunity for you to give it your all, show up for yourself and let me know how it goes. Again, 
All of these tips will be on runningrepeat.com with the checklist so that you can screenshot or print it out and double check. And I wish you the best of luck. I genuinely do hope that you do your best. Have a ton of fun too, because that's what this is about. And keep me posted, tag at running repeat on Instagram, email me. You can call the podcast voicemail, however you want to keep me updated. I am very excited when I hear about your training and races. So good luck. And with that, it's time for the awards. First place today goes to the real MVP, at least for me, and my love of watermelon. First place goes to watermelon. This is my number one all-time favorite food, and it's in season, and I could not be happier about it. I bought two recently from Costco. I'm actually just giving it a first place and giving you the heads up that I plan on buying all of them. There will soon be a shortage. So you've been warned. Second place goes to scissors. Kind of random, but I've realized that I use scissors really often and I hate having to look for them. So they're cheap fairly small, so you can keep them everywhere. And I've decided just to have scissors everywhere. If you come visit me, any drawer that you open will probably have a pair of scissors in there. There's two in the refrigerator, one in the freezer, three in the toilet, five in my purse. I need to remember to remove those if I ever fly on an airplane again. But I vote that there just be more scissors everywhere. You know what else? Because we had in our junk drawer growing up a pair of scissors. These are the scissors we would use to, you know, like cut tags, cut this, cut that, whatever. And my mom was always like, hey, wait, don't forget to put the scissors back. Just, it stressed me out. Like, why don't we just get more scissors? That occurred to me recently. And they have scissors at the 99 cent store, aka my favorite store, So I just decided to stock up on scissors. There might also soon be a shortage on scissors. This is another heads up for you. Third place goes to my SodaStream. I don't know if I have ever given the SodaStream an award before. I had one a while back and I genuinely don't know what happened to it, but I didn't have it anymore. And now I got another one recently when kind of the whole stay at home thing started and I had to go to Target for some essentials. And to me, seltzer is essential. And really, I drink massive amounts of seltzer. And so in an effort to combat, actually, this is my good deed, combat a seltzer shortage, I decided to make my own. If you're not familiar, the Soda Stream makes carbonated water. You can flavor it for the most part. I just have it straight up. Sometimes I'll put some lemon in it if I'm feeling fancy. I don't know if I've ever... They have some 
options that you can mix in so that it tastes like Coke, Mountain Dew, Diet DP, whatever it is. But for the most part, I am just wild about seltzer. And so I got a soda stream. It's actually a super cute little special edition white one. I think it was actually on clearance. That's why I got it through Target. That's what caught my eye because for the most part, I will skip most of the aisles, especially then it was kind of like a high stress time, but the clearance sticker caught my eye and it is a very pretty white with gold trim soda stream that makes me super happy. Those are the awards for today. Thank you so much for listening. Show notes and more information are on runitrepeat.com. Check in with your workout today. Let me know when you do your long run on Instagram at runitrepeat. And if you have any questions or topic requests, you can always email me runitrepeat at gmail.com or at me on Instagram, DM me. And if you have some time, please rate and review the show. It really helps. I super appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great run. Bye.